Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady with my co-host, JC. Hi, Wendy. Pleasure to be back. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I, 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 we were just talking a little bit before the uh, podcast started, and I think many of our listeners will probably feel the same way that we're just all fried. <laughs> you know, it's been a rough few years. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think part of that might have a little bit to do with Thanksgiving. You know, if, if you call a big turkey a gobbler, what do you call a small one? Do you know, Wendy? Oh, boy. <laughs> a goblet. A goblet. A gobbler, a goblet. Yeah. I still I have so many of these to leftovers. Our listeners in advance for no, these corny fine. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many leftover from Thanksgiving that I didn't get a chance to use because we were buried under 10 feet of snow. But things have changed. It's all started to melt. We feel good. And it feels so good to be back and to see your smiling face today. <laughs> so for our listeners, JC's in uh, Buffalo, New York, hence the snow. I am in Florida, no snow. In fact, we have the AC cranking. And today we have a very special guest who is the CEO of Legacy HR, and she is in Texas. So probably also have the AC on as well. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Julissa. She, her pronouns. I'm the CEO of Legacy HR Consulting, where we're passionate about creating workplaces where people feel supported, um, developing workplaces where people feel supported. And it is hot right now, um, amongst other things. We had a boil warning yesterday Houston? Uh, where we had to boil water. So oh. that, that's been an interesting um, thing that I never thought I would have to go through. Wow. <laughs> We have, we get that a lot in Florida and it's usually um, a water line break somewhere exactly or construction what or something. And then it's like, uh, oh boy, you start getting the notices on your phone or whatever it might be. Uh, well, for our listeners, we're recording this the week after Thanksgiving, although it may not be out till a little bit later, but that's why there was a reference to turkey. So maybe it'll be Christmas turkey by that time. <laughs> <laughs> So today, what I really want to talk about is, uh, with, between the three of us, is human-centered and inclusive policies in the workplace. Uh, you know, Julissa is an HR consultant. I'm an HR consultant. So we have our hands in many, many businesses all the time. Uh, we really want to, you know, help our listeners, though, through the next, uh, the series, uh, this podcast series, help them improve their company culture. So let's just, draw, you know, jump right in and talk about what what is company culture I mean what are what do you think this a, a company culture is is it just a a word no I don't I think it's a feeling honestly I don't I when I think of culture I think of like how I feel like if I feel I can bring my best work like do I feel supported do I feel like I can bring my bring my best work and do am I aligned I, and I don't know if that makes sense it's almost like a feeling a little bit I love that. What are your thoughts, JC? As long as the feeling is authentic, right? Yes. Because at the yes. end of the day, if we're having feelings that aren't true and authentic to ourselves, then we're not technically feeling safe. And we're not technically in a good space where that culture is properly supporting us. 
And I, I'm with you 100% about the feeling. You know, the, the essence of a company's culture is, is simply how activities are completed at work, right? And the phrase how refers to both formal systems and informal systems. For uh -huh. example, your company might use instant messaging software to communicate throughout the day. And it might be okay to yell at a coworker to emphasize your point, <laughs> depending where you work. But your processes and behaviors establish guidelines for employees to follow while dealing with organization and one another at the same time. As an outsider, you could even then feel the company's culture at that point, to your point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really like that about the feelings. But so many um, people, and I don't want to just blame employees or leaders or managers, they think it's policies, though. Oh, well, the handbook, this sets the company yeah. culture. Well, let's just have a new handbook or a new website or a new internet. Now we'll have a new company culture. And it's I not just... pizza. It's not, <laughs> it's not do... free pizza. I will say that. I don't know where free pizza came along, but that seemed to be like, oh, free pizza. That, yes. That's the culture. No, it does not. Side note, one of my favorite foods is pizza. Um, but, you know, I, I know like during the pandemic, uh, people that had to work in person because of their job, um, say like nurses, for example, um, I have a lot of healthcare clients. They were just like enough with the pizza, enough with the donuts. They're like, we want a day off. We want a raise. We want better benefits, you know, and we want to be respected at work uh, in the workplace and not just in a policy, right? Mm -hmm. It uses the word respect or value. But so it really is about, about feeling, about feeling that I belong here. That's my yeah. thought. And transparency, I think. I think we're all asking for transparency. I feel like for so long, things have kind of happened from an employee standpoint. Things have happened behind the scenes and decisions are made and you have no idea how or why, or the, I would say the why. And so I'm hearing and getting a sense of more people just wanting transparency um, and that being a part of the, the authenticity that you all mentioned earlier and that transparency seemed to be really big. Right. And the other thing I wanted to say about the company culture is um, I'm, I mean, we're in three different states that we're, we're talking about right now, but I think all of us work across the, the entire country, if not a, a across the world. But, you know, there's these lists, the great place to work lists, mm. and there's um, the national ones or there's the local ones. And I always, um, you know, say to my clients, it, it like it it's twofold because some of those great places to work, their popularity contests are not necessarily a true, you know, you know, yeah. assessment of if you're a great place to work, the real ones, the, the great place to work um, certification is authentic. But if you as a company say, you know, we're just going to participate in the one in our county or in our state and you go and send the survey out and nobody does anything. <laughs> I could tell you right there, you don't know. Not a good, a good culture. Company. Not a good culture, right? Yeah. <laughs> I always joke with them. I'm like, go ahead, send a survey out. Or here's another thing I say, since you talked about food, Jaleesa, is, um, okay, do you think you have a good company culture and you, you work, you know, you work um, uh, in person together, maybe sometimes or, or always? Go ahead and do a potluck say, we're going to do a potluck lunch and then see who shows up. <laughs> I'm like, if nobody shows up, <laughs> nobody right. brings food, even if it's just something cheap, you, you can get, probably... You get that vibe sometimes, though, at like yep. the, the after hours session as well, right? Like you might have yeah. the... Uh, 
the C-suite leader come on down and say, hey, we're going to have a happy hour for everyone. Come on down. Come on down. But you always only sometimes get that that same crop of people that are in that clique. And and then who's driving the culture? This is this is a real interesting one. Where is that dividing line of the culture of the organization? We may think from one perspective, it is the C-suite and those within the clique. But the true culture of the organization may actually be within the workers, middle mm-hmm. management, the frozen middle, those that have been doing the work that feel left out of the clique, which are sometimes 75% or more of your employee base. Yeah. And I will always say, like, I've always loved, I, I always become friends with those that are maybe the naysayers or people always say, oh, they always have something to complain about because I think that they care. They care enough to give feedback. They care enough to provide constructive criticism, which tells me that they're still engaged, right? Especially if they're uh, their feedback is really thoughtful. Um, and I think that's a part of the culture too. I feel like sometimes when we do a survey, we're afraid that we're going to get negative feedback, but the negative feedback only allows us to get even better. It allows us to be even more inclusive because now we have many different viewpoints. Um, and I think that's a part of culture too. It's not all roses and um, pizza and happy hours. I think it's just being transparent and having a culture where people can um, provide feedback, positive or negative, and feel safe to do that. 100% agree. I want to talk more about human-centered leadership in a moment. Uh, folks, we are in coming to the end of the first episode here. If you are new to listening to this podcast, we have five episodes on this topic, and that was just episode one. And we will be back in a minute with episode two, where we can talk a little bit more about not pizza, but human-centered leadership. (laughs) See you soon. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.